G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Mike. And I'm Dale. And we're here for our review and rank series of 2021. And today we're talking about the island nation that punches above its weight, Malta, Dale. Yes, little Malta with the good results. Very much so. Let's have a little talk about Malta at the uh, Eurovision. They have participated 32 times. They debuted back in the early 70s in 71. They are yet to take the crown, but they do have four top three results, however. That's impressive. It is. For a small country like them, that is very, very impressive. Now, the last decade has been a little hit and miss for Malta. Mm. We've had five non-qualifiers, but they did score a top 10 in 2013 and are coming off a very solid 14th result in 2019 with Michaela and Chameleon. Mm. So what are they delivering for us this year, Dale? Well, this year they have Destiny and Gemicus. So baby, it's hard on me, baby. Yeah, I'm too good to be true. There's nothing in it for you. So if I show some skin, doesn't mean I'm giving in. Let your baby Well, Destiny is no stranger to many Eurovision fans. She is 18 years old from Malta, um, but she was very well known for back in 2015 winning the Junior Eurovision Song Contest with Not My Soul. Um, great track there. She won that in a canter. She went on to actually compete in Britain's Got Talent a couple of years later in 2017, mm. making it all the way to the semi-finals. Um, before going on to winning the X Factor in Malta, which was the pre-selection show for Eurovision 2020, where she won that and was due to compete in Eurovision. Obviously, that was cancelled. She was internally selected to come back again for Malta this year. And this is the result. Yes, and what a result we have. Let's talk about some pros on this one, Dale. I'll kick us off. I really enjoy the way they've allowed her vocal to stand alone at the start of the track because that allows you to connect with her before we get to the real bulk of the song and some of the perhaps craziness or whatever that goes along with mm, that. Mm. So she, her vocal does stand out in this and it's really important because I think she's an amazing vocalist. True. I think the vocal was a really big thing with her. Um, we all know uh, know her for it and there's opportunities in the song to, to show it off for sure. Um, what I particularly like is that this is a really sort of more fun and quirky song compared to last year. Uh, she was 17 years old last year with that song, which I just, just did not think it was, it wasn't her age, you know. She could do it, but it, I just didn't feel it represented a 17-year-old young woman. Mm. This song does. It's like feisty and it's fun and it's got a really strong message. And I think it really suits her and where she where she is right now in her career. Definitely. Uh, let's talk about the message in the song. It's a female empowerment song, not the mm. only one we have in the contest. But this one stands out. And I think the message here does resonate in a very young and fresh way as mm. well. It's, it's, a, it's, it's female empowerment with an attitude about it, which yeah. I think is really good. And the message that's very universal. We have other ones that are sometimes very um, specific for region or whatever, but this is a bit like, no, not into you. I'm getting out of here, getting hit on by this, you know, dodgy dude at a club. <laughs> Male, female across the world know that story. They know that story. <laughs> yeah. And it's done in such a nice, fresh, fun way. Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. 
Now, for me, there's so much opportunity for staging elements here. And there are moments throughout the song. There are real, you know, things that can really capture the both the jury and also the televote here. So this should be, with the right kind of staging, a very, very memorable performance and something that, you know, people will just not forget when it comes time to vote. You've got different elements throughout the song. The verses are good. Um, there's a wonderful bridge as well that I think is really good. That really gets the show off her, show off her vocal. That's the one time it really, really does. And then you've got the chorusy kind of bit with the horns, which again is another thing to kind of like. It can't just be all on her. You're going to probably have dancers. I think you're probably going to have something with it. A pretend instrumental. There's different elements to show off different parts of the staging. It's not one note. Mm -hmm. So that's always going to help with a staging element and also keep people interested. Like we talk about Australia, like we talked about other songs. If you're changing up the song at different stages, it keeps people interested as long as it doesn't go too disjointed. Yeah, definitely. All right, should we talk about what could be some of the downfalls on this one, Dale? Yeah. Okay, I guess I'll start us off. Let's talk about staging. (laughs) Because I think everything will will really hinge on, you know, people are talking about this being a possible winner, will depend on how that presentation comes across stage. Now, I think they need to keep the fun yet powerful vibe, but avoid going into cheesy Eurovision kind of tropes. Mm. Mm. And that can be difficult, particularly when you've got that horn drop, and let's face it, we'll probably have some little horns being played around and stuff like that so i think it's a difficult one to keep this on track as far as being a serious kind of good up you know like high quality song and it becoming a bit of a you know dinky eurovision entry with the staging yeah you've got to get that element right and i think in a way um this is nowhere near the same song but the thing is i think of like with staging and that is toy where you had this great vocal fun quirky song and I think Toy won, arguably, despite its staging. Mm, because <laughs> I, of, like, Eleni was better. Yeah, but also <laughs> um, the song was a lot stronger. I don't think the, strong is as, uh, the song is nowhere near as strong as some of the winners. So you're going to have to nail that balance really right mm-hmm. between uplifting it and not making it silly. And cheesy. Which is exactly what we said about UK, because you have that same thing about the horn part. How do you make sure you don't make it like you either go the novelty of an epic sax guy or make it really part of it? So yeah, that's a, it's definitely a tricky part. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to say here, I find it's a bit of an odd genre, this one, because it is not really a modern radio song no this is not something you would hear on radio particularly well not in australia put it that way um but it's not a written for eurovision cheesy song either so somewhere in the middle there it's just a good solid kind of quirky pop package which Mm. should really work for eurovision but it can also be hard to categorize particularly i think in a jury sense Exactly. And I think the one part that I, I kind of get a little bit upset with, with, and I said this for UK too, is when you've got a great vocalist and a much stronger, I would say, vocalist in, in Destiny, mm. there's, there is that her biggest moment to show off her, her vocal is in that bridge towards the end. And yeah, that's in the last minute and that's great. But like, where's the chorus? Where's the chorus? Where's her, the chorus is a dance break of little horns mm. and you've got a great vocalist. So you're not going to have a sing other than just say Gemma Cass? Like, say it, not sing it. Yeah, we do have this big bill, don't we? And then we get to the point which is just Gemma Cass. Yeah. Do, do, do. yeah. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I love the do 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 bit. But, like, 
I, I would use that with someone who's going to do lots of choreography like Lenny Ferreira or even Sugar from Moldova this year is going to do Corey for that bit. You've Her string, her strongest thing is her vocal mm. and you're not showing that off in the most important part of the song. At the critical b- juncture. Mm. Yeah, I don't get that. So I find it's a, it's kind of gets a bit, yeah, the question mark there is on the genre part, like the package and the pop versus the quirk and not showing off her vocal. Yeah. I'm also going to say here, oh, look, I like what I see and I like what I hear from this entry, but I personally do not connect with this in any emotional level whatsoever. Now, obviously, it's a female empowerment song and I am not a female. Mm-hmm. So there's your obvious one. Yep. But for me, this is just a good manufactured pop package and it is manufactured. And therefore, I feel it's a little soulless when it comes down to it. You know, I mean, a lot of people, and we'll say this, I'm going to say it, a lot of people talking about this being a winner. No, winners emotionally connect or have something so outstanding that it's compelling. And I don't know. I think this just falls a little bit short. Yeah. I mean, overall, still great yes. package overall. But I think, yeah, when you're talking about winner, yeah, I don't, I don't see this as a winner. Um, I also don't. I also think there's a really wonderful story about Destiny being Junior Eurovision. We've all watched her grow up. We've watched her do these things, and we all have a connection to her. People on the night don't care. Yeah, they don't know anything about that. It might be mentioned in the package leading up, but they don't. They don't give it rats about that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the message about the female empowerment. There's a lot to get. There's a lot of other songs that have that as well. Doesn't always translate. Like the reason Toy won because it was a fun, greatly performed song. It wasn't because it was like some people try to talk about that as a female empowerment. That's the reason she won. No, I think that was a secondary part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is stronger in it, but I just don't know if that story and that message is going to massively translate when you've got horns and like do do that's in three minutes what a lot of people just take in quickly yes mm. I, I get where you're coming from i get yeah. where you're coming from definitely yeah. it's it's just hard to get that story across all right well let's go on to the aussie vision team and see where they ranked this song mm. um from the 17 contributors or who, who all ranked all the songs this has come in at number Three. Ah, this does not surprise me. <laughs> Bronze medal, third place. A good result. Fantastic result. Well done. And well, not well a, done. Not a result. I wouldn't be surprised if she does get something like that. You mm. never know on the night. Very, very much so. So this in the range was first to twenty first. There was uh, ten people who put it in her in their top ten. We had two lots of first place. And three people put it in the 19th to 21st area. So overall, really high scores across the board. Yeah, I can see this. It is a very pleasing package. It's a very catchy song. And and it's going to go to uh, Rotterdam, one of the favorites for sure. All right. Well, we're going to hear from a couple of the the people who put it in first place, which is Cooper and Emma, and someone who put it a little lower down the track, which is Wade. All of my love goes to Destiny. This is a stellar song out of Malta. I think we all expected another big gospel pop number this year, but Destiny has given us such a unique song that reminds me a lot of her winning Eurovision entry, Not My Soul. Jemakas lyrically isn't reinventing the wheel at all, but it's the interesting and constantly changing production that keeps me hooked in until the very end. Probably one of the biggest factors going for this entry is Destiny herself. Destiny is a personality you just cannot hate. The bridge into that last chorus was a goosebump moment, and this song could very well be Malta's first ever Eurovision win. Destiny is a fantastic singer, and this song is very age-appropriate and shows off her vocals to their best ability. I think this will do really well, and I wouldn't even be surprised if it won the competition. I like almost everything about this song, 
Apart from arguably the most important thing, and that is the chorus, the hook. To me, it's like mixing oil and water. Destiny has tried, but the elements simply don't blend as well as they should. And I like brass instruments, and I do like foreign language phrases inserted haphazardly into songs, but the combination put before me in this song, it just doesn't quite work. The rest of the song is so powerful, it carries a great message, and Destiny is so incredibly talented vocally. But then we get this limp sax solo, and it just takes you out of the moment, or at least it does to me. It's a song killer for me, and that's why I've put it as my number 22 this year. Well, Cooper, obviously, you know, loving the Destiny vibe of it all. And and who wasn't? She's such an amazing performer. Also, the really good production part of it as far as giving it some interest throughout the song. Emma stands out for her, which is fair enough. And also age appropriate, Mm. which is, you know, for an 18-year-old singer is so important. And, um, yeah, with Wade, he doesn't really get the chorus hook thing that really sets the song off, which I think you kind of touched on there as well. So it doesn't blend for him. And it just lets the song down a little bit. Yeah, I think the pros and, and drawbacks of the song were really covered there by the team as well. And that, that's where it all sits. And a lot is, like every song this year, really rests on the night because it is a very close year overall. Definitely. Let's go on to our rap and rank style. I'll kick us off. I mean, it is great to see Destiny make her real Eurovision debut. Mm. We are all waiting for it last year. She does get the chance this year. And it's with a song that really does seem to suit her and should give her a chance to really show off what an amazing vocalist she is and I think she's an amazing talent. Uh, This should appeal to some juries. This will definitely appeal to the diehard Eurovision fans and also your once-a-year viewers. So I'm expecting a big score on this one and I expect possibly an excellent, excellent result here for Malta. Personally, I have ranked it 20th. Ooh, you're one of the, the lower breakers. And it's just because of that non-connection for me. Yeah. I, I, I see it's a good package, but it's a little manufactured to be in that top, top echelon for me. True, true, true. I, I get where you're coming from. Look, I think this, what I'm so pleased by this is last year I did not connect with that song at all. And with her doing it, this is fun. It's quirky. It's energetic. It's got something really different. And overall, it's really well done and put together. Malta have really struggled for years about connecting with Televote. Like, Terribly. Oh, awfully. <laughs> they they have got a worse jury televote split than even Australia. Mm. Like, mm. they barely get through qualifying if they have qualified because of, um, it's all because of the jury. This year, I think, is the first time I can see something connecting with the televote. Is it still going to strongly as connect as I think the fans do? I definitely still have a question mark about how well this is going to come together on the night. But it's it's their best package, I think, Years, if not ever. Oh, possibly ever, I yeah, would say. Totally, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Um, for, for, oh. for a split between Televote and Jury. Kiara was good. Seventh Wonder, amazing for back then, mm-hmm. full Televote and all that kind of stuff, and for the time. There's so much resting on this. There's a lot of elements I don't like, but overall, I really enjoy this song. It's in 12th place Ooh, for me. It's not in my 10. Ten. I'm very big on having a chorus, um, unless you're going to give me some Fuego-style choreography and... I know I'm basic for that, but this one just just misses a few elements. It could certainly rise on the live, or it could certainly fall, because a lot is riding on that staging. Yeah, there's some good quality here from Malta, though, and I think we all agree it is on for possibly their best result in a long, long time. 
Indeed. All right. Well, let us know. Do you agree with the team? Are you up for the third place? Are you feeling it's middle ground like me in 12th? Or do you think it's down low like Michael in 20th? <laughs> 20th not that low. <laughs> it's not that low at all, actually. <laughs> That's actually mid-range. Um, so, but let us know at Aussie Vision Net on the socials. And do subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. It does help people find us during the busy Eurovision season. Um, and you'll get to hear what we say about the next few countries. Yeah, thanks for joining us, guys, and good luck, Malta. Good luck, Malta. Good to get their first win. You never know. Mm-hmm.